0: This week on the Podland Trailcasters. Drinking some tea. Unfortunately, not out of a Trailcasters mug, but drinking some tea. Trying to give my throat some therapy after screwing my ass off last night. Rest in peace, chocolate milk. That is absolutely one of the best hamster names I've ever heard. Uh, It's fantastic. You're not tired. Sleeping's just preparing for death. I just love how you do a job
1: interview for a government job, right? You go on a podcast, like, the next day. Actually, I guess it was the day before. Whatever day it was. And That's you're like, all point. right, someone want to know, if the Blazers were a strain of pot, what what strain would they be? Well, let me tell you what. If there's an expert on the sticky icky, it's this guy.
0: <laughs> like, like, peanut, flea. What is it with bases in your my God, I'm sorry. My dog just made the weirdest noise. I don't know if that was a fart or a growl. <laughs> He's got ghost spray. I honestly don't know what just happened. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me redo this. I was trying to make an uh, improv on the spot and it did not work out. Improv is not my strong suit, Chris. We know this. Yeah, that's why I don't like prepping. I'm like, let's just go. Let's just go. God. Improv's my strong suit. Quick side note. Does this mean that I'm going to start getting compliments? I like the sound of this. Is this where this is going? Hey, no, uh, you okay. I, I gave you an inch; don't take a mile, my friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the last, the last little thing there in our gaming chat is Keith going, "Whoa, dude! Adriana Chesek is playing Elden Ring on Twitch <laughs> while wearing a Rick, a Rick and Morty shirt. Am I having a stroke? Because that seems like a weird ass Mad Libs that I've never expected. And yes, that is my way of saying I'm done for the night with the Blazer game. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Adriana Chesek. Is this a, is this a, like an athlete that I've never heard of? Is this a, is this a streamer? Like I had I have n- full disclosure. I have never heard this name. I'm like is it like maybe really? she's maybe she, yes, really. I'm like maybe maybe she's like an actress on a TV show. And guess what? Uh, she's an actress and now my Google search terms are I got it. copy paste. Let's search. Oh, it's a porn star. Thanks, Keith. Because I had no idea. But Google knows now. Google knows.
0: Thank you, Keith. My face hurts. I'm laughing so hard. All right, let's go. All right, let's do this. Uh, okay, hit and record over here now. And give me a quick three, two, one. Hello, Rip City, to all of you in town and out of town and in every corner of the interwebs. Thank you for tuning in here with you from Hood River and trying to keep my voice from cracking. My name is Keith Feltner-Smith, and here with me, the on-time Hawaiian, the master of segues, Mr. Professional Christopher Joseph Burkhart. What is up, my good buddy? Oh, not much. I like a peek behind the curtain. I,
1: I like the text message you and I had this morning where... I picked on you for being you know I said that's <laughs> not why they call you the or the <laughs> improv's my strength right <laughs> i said you know that's why you don't have a nickname called the on time oregonian because you text me and you're like oh you know xyz happened we're gonna be running late now i was just like oh you know different week same keith here we go because i like to pick on you <laughs> and then you'd you sent the text message back that made me chuckle because i was like if that's like a tag team duo, like those are your wrestler's names, because he always calls me oh, the yeah. on-time Hawaiian. He's like, yeah, the on-time Hawaiian and the Hawaiian time Oregonian. And I chuckled. I chuckled. <laughs> I, chuckled. Nice. I thought that was nice. I thought that was well done. That's a point for me. I'll take it. <laughs> the, yeah, I man, feel that, like that, you that... were a tag team. Hawaiian time sounds like a
0: finishing move. Oh, God, he is oh, my Hawaiian, God. Time. Oh, Hawaiian, Hawaiian time! Hawaiian time! <laughs> like, <laughs> and apparently, uh, apparently one of our other moves would be Getting tongue-tied because neither of us can speak this morning. <laughs> Just seems to be going around. Let me, let me take out my retainers. So that, maybe that'll help. Maybe I'll help my. Oh, speaker. oh! See, here you are. You're, you're like, you're training with weights. You've got like a, a, a <laughs> restrictor on here. Right? You're anchoring yourself down. <laughs> and I mean, you know, technically, I'm doing the same thing. I went out and uh, enjoyed myself at a bad game with good friends last night, and uh, you know, got all got all that anger out, got all the venting out, and my voice is paying the price today. <laughs> You're on one this
1: morning, cause that also sounds like it could be a Seth Rogen comedy, like
0: uh, a bad game. Hey, dude, with you good guys, friends. you guys
1: gonna walk, have you seen a bad game with good friends, dude? It's a banger! It's a banger! Oh, I love it. That's, I mean, that's that's. I mean, before we dive in, I mean that <laughs> thus far, especially the last few weeks, I mean that has been the. The motto, I guess, if you will, if you're a fan, like that is that is the phrase that can encapsulate the Blazers' season in the last few weeks. Is a bad game with good friends.
0: Yeah, it's it's not wrong, man. It's there's there's been fun stuff to to watch. There's been some highlights, and like you know, like I've said many times before, and I'm just gonna uh, uh, pump them up right here. The third bench is a fantastic time. It's it's coming up to about that time actually, where if you're thinking about being a season ticket holder. You should come and talk to us. Come talk to the third bench. Uh, come join up because we have had a great time. This has been the first season we did it. We had, I want to say eight of us, eight of us with nine seats across uh, 317. And it has just been a blast. We've had chance, We've had a lot of fun coming up with creative uh, ways to kind of heckle. From, from the top floor, we've been making friends all around. A lot of other fans seem to enjoy what we've been doing. So you should come and join us. Yeah. Help grow the group. Help uh, grow the fun. And if you want to do that, the best way to reach the third bench would be coming and join the Trailcasters Discord. We've got the third bench. We've got uh, other content creators, uh, lots of podcasts like ourselves. You can come and join live episodes of ours. You can get some nice insight from Chris, some uh, great insight from Sean Hyken. Shout out to Sean, who hey. just does, did a quick improv Q&A uh, after I tagged him in the Discord discord yesterday and it's it's fantastic man he you know some some people saw him respond and instantly kind of uh, rapid fired some questions at him about percentages of of this and that likelihood and and he went with it man he he answered it all and so again there, there's there's nowhere else that you're gonna get the insight from dudes like sean and chris and all the other fans and all the other awesome content and the third bench and everything else come and join the discord the link is in the episode description all right we'll get into all the uh all the ups and downs and and bumpy road that the blazers have been going through but first chris as always our internationally renowned universally loved segment love hugs and hate mail do you have any love for me this week man i'm
1: trying to think of something basketball related there's not a lot of basketball related love right now so i'm gonna send my love out to uh to my wife this week because not only off camera here no one saw it because we're not on youtube yet but she came in like a ninja i had no idea she was here dropped <laughs> off my uh, a drink my my amino for the day full of some caffeine so i could get through this podcast and she's dealing with the craziness that uh, is her husband because let me show you something keith this is
0: uh <laughs> what do you have here this
1: is the current state of my gaming chair oh geez what but, did you do no this is not this is not what i did it's what i'm doing so oh. this thing had run its course, right? It, <laughs> okay, it, okay. It had run its course. The fake leather had decided to start to fall apart. There was no more comfort anymore. The hydraulics ah. don't work. I'm like I need oh, a new okay. I need a new gaming chair big time. But you either go and spend 200 plus $300 on one on Amazon to get a cheap ass one. Or you splurge and spend the six hundred on a secret labs Titan, which is like the the, the bad <laughs> bad bad boy, right? So that your your butt is not sitting on a chair; it's sitting on a cloud of comfort. Oh <laughs> but that's just a lot of money. So you said, you know what? COVID has taught us all that you know elbow grease goes a long long way.
0: Okay, so we're okay. in the
1: process here. Like this is the uh, the old chair part right here the yellow the black you can see the the fake leather falling apart and here is the new side with the the nice, the nice comfy actual fabric not fake leather nice little blue tones to go with the gray but let me tell you (laughs) what this thing looks beautiful but papa burkhart don't know how to sew okay (laughs) so in order to get my project done I had to lean upon my wife and say, Oh, hey, babe, want to build a gaming chair with me? What do you need me to do? I need you to teach me how to sew. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Teaching me how to sew quickly turned into... Hey, I cut those pieces of fabric. Can you sew them for me now? <laughs> and like a trooper, she's doing it because she is an absolute stud. So you you got the preview. The Discordians, I'll put a picture uh, in Discord
0: when it's done so you can see the finished project. But Keith just saw it. It does not look bad. It does not look bad. I like that blue. It's a very nice color. And I do love that you're... Uh, props to you for going and reupholstering your own uh gaming chair like that's a much Bro. more resourceful move than i think most people are going to do they're going to spend that money it's gonna crazy to the garbage it's crazy props to you
1: 60 bucks and a little bit of elbow grease versus going and paying 250 300 for a decent cheap one or like i said right, 600 right. for a really really good one. I'm like you know eventually i'll go get that really really good one but if i can make something decent and did it myself Hell yeah, baby. Let's have some fun. Christmas time. I was I was resourceful. I even learned how to uh, sublimate mugs. I made a trailcaster mug. Bah, for you, you still haven't right. come and picked up.
0: <laughs> I want it so bad. You showed it to me. It looks amazing. We do not deserve our wives. They are wonderful people. Big facts. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> All right. My love this week is basketball related uh shayden sharp has officially announced he is in the dunk contest this year so there is a reason to watch the all-star weekend i guess Shaden, uh get get one more blazer representing in the dunk contest let's see if we can get another blazer winning it like simons did a couple years ago uh what do you think what are what are sharp's chances of uh of bringing that one home they're they're high
1: but <laughs> the boy can bounce how creative can he get maybe this is a cool point everyone's picked on uh, the dunk contest for a few years now because they haven't put the cream of the crop in right everyone's like "Oh, i want to put lebron i want to do this i'm looking at this going man maybe this could be a vince carter moment where like vince carter yeah vince carter was a nice young up-and-coming dude everyone knew who he was he, he was a star from day one but it's like that dunk contest when i was a kid put vince carter on the map for me right
0: right i mean i know
1: i couldn't dunk because i was you know four foot nothing at that time i'm still five foot (laughs) nothing it's uh, nothing to brag about but oh dude like the whole like between the leg dunk that he did like that that i i would do that for my layups in my front front yard just for fun like so maybe shading sharp can be that for the next generation
0: yeah dude it would it would be nice to see him uh, to see him blow and as far as like the the creativity like we're saying we've seen some good body control from him so far man i could see him getting pretty creative like not just having that bounce but getting creative with it i i loved what simons did at the dunk dunk contest a couple years ago he had the the kissing at the rim thing before throwing it down a big tomahawk and uh, like he had some good ones man but uh, yeah I, i'm curious to see what oh boy there goes the voice i'm curious to see what sharp does i'm, I'm excited if for there's it.
1: a guy who could do it shaden needs to dwight howard it bring in the like the 12 foot hoop just
0: bounce oh here you know what I, I actually got a double love. also a non-basketball thing jabari walker getting a lot of love for me we have another saxophonist among us chris jabari walker <laughs> plays the <sax. laughs> That, that blew my mind the other night. I saw them announce that uh, in one of the little kind of game graphics, uh, I think, against Toronto uh, in that game, ending the road trip, which, again, not a lot to be positive about. But when I saw that on, on the screen, Jabari Walker was, uh, plays a saxophone. I was uh, excited about it. I don't know what kind. Do you have any idea? Do you, you see anything? Do your sources tell you anything about uh, – uh, is he an alto, a tenor, a
1: Barry? No, no. Probably dude, a Barry. I don't know. Jabari, he's, he he looks like he goes he goes straight sax, and hit hit, hit hit those high notes and like can okay. you the shit out of us like <laughs> he's just like he's just gonna give you some just love ballad and it's just like oh. yes
0: he's got he looks you straight in the eyes he does it too he's just got those eyes those those deep deep beautiful eyes uh, all right how about your hugs, sir where's your hugs going
1: i'm gonna keep it in the family I'm sending my hugs out to my little ones this morning because i had Aww. to break the unfortunate news to Aww. them that their um their their, their beloved pet hamster. Chocolate milk passed away in the, the middle of the evening and, and peacefully in, in its sleep. And then, you know, the, uh, the daughter had to give me the, but I thought they were supposed to live longer because we've only had him for oh. like six or seven months now. It's like, yeah, well, sometimes oh, no. when you get a hamster, it's not, you know, it's not a baby. It could be an adult hamster, which oh, no. thinking he was a little older than they thought because he was very well mannered, very well tempered. Uh, but mm. yes, passed away, and so I had to break that to them. I felt awful because my my middle child was like, in uh, like, I said I had to say it. Then I have to break the news to you that unfortunately that 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 chocolate milk died last night, and she's like in real life because like she's like, oh like, no, like, like we were picking on her, like we were. So we uh, like, is it a joke? Or- oh gosh, yeah, like we were like we were faking it, and so we, we right. held it. We, did, we held a ceremony in the backyard this morning and it, you know I had to go dig a hole in the backyard. I'm like that my first, like, I feel like, like I, it was a, a rite of passage almost like I became a parent today. Like I had to, <laughs> I had to bury a pet in the backyard and put a little cross in my backyard. And now I have to worry. Oh. Now I have to worry about the future of like, how, how long does it take? Like the, the hamster in the box to decompose. Mm. I have to worry about running into that. Like I have this fear, oh, you're like you're going to get like it. I was going say this saying, you have, you have big dogs. <laughs> so I have this fear. Like I'm yeah. going to go out there and my boxer is dug up the hole that once, you know, oh. once, it's like, Oh gosh, that's where my hugs go. Cause my daughters had a rough little morning, but they rebounded. They rebounded because, uh, about two hours after getting that unfortunate news for them, they uh, they have added butterscotch, the new hamster, to the flock. Ah, so they, nice. they, 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 have, they have not moved on because chocolate milk is. They're like, we're not replacing chocolate milk. We're just getting a new part of the family. Oh, that's cute. What if this hamster was chocolate milk's sister? Like, like that's oh. it's cute. Kids are wonderful.
0: It, was there? Did anyone suggest naming the new hamster chocolate milk too? because we always had that as kids like you wanted to have like rex too or, or i did, yeah. hey, you, did you, if you, oh. if you don't think that i did the,
1: the, the one of the biggest simpsons fans that you're ever yes, gonna meet yes <laughs> did not explain to my child this morning that lisa simpson had a had a cat named snowball she died then, she died yeah. mom said she was sleeping she lied she lied <laughs> why oh why is my cat dead couldn't that chrysler hit me instead and then they got a new cat and they named it Snowball too. I explained Snowball that too. to my daughter. Nice. Okay. Cool. So they were going to name it Chocolate Milk too, till they got home. And it's got that nice, like, tan, like, sand tan color. And my, my mm. oldest was like, you know, I kind of like the name Butterscotch. Okay, we're going to name it that. It's like, whatever it was. can buttercup, Butterscotch, they went with. But either <laughs> way, it's a cute name. They got it. Crisis averted. There was tears
0: this morning. There's smiles now. There you go. Dad success. There you go. Dad, success, and you—you you are, you are officially a real dad. You've had three kids, but but you've now buried the pet in the backyard. You're you're officially a a, a true dad at this point. Yeah. You know, rest in peace, Chocolate Milk. That is absolutely <laughs> one of the best hamster names I've ever heard. Uh, it's fantastic. All right, I'm I'm kind of keeping my hugs in the family in a different way. My hugs are going to Dwight Jane's this week. Uh, Dwight and Chad interviewed Clyde Drexler on Rip City Radio on I th- think it was Monday. Is that right? Yep. And Dwight Dwight asked uh, at one point if Clyde remembered when uh, he I think it was a story about Dwight beating Sam Bowie in a three point yep. contest. Yep. Uh, and Clyde did not confirm that uh, that Dwight won the contest, but he complimented Dwight's shooting like pretty emphatically. It was like you know he, he could shoot that uh, Dwight could shoot, and you could tell you could hear it in Dwight's voice. You could, like you could hear the smile and kind of the beaming pride. So shouts. <laughs> dwight that's pretty damn cool even if the story wasn't confirmed it's pretty cool to get a compliment like oh, that from clyde the guide yeah. so i don't
1: know if the sky's falling someone someone uh, on this podcast or in this discord has given my man dwight a compliment and it wasn't me so <laughs> shout out to you keith
0: i love i, my I complimented dwight. both I, I both complimented dwight and i'm speaking good on clyde it seems like this, this is like an alternate reality all of a sudden we're <laughs> all right <laughs> how about your hate mail sir any hate mail for the week well, in that same
1: vein, Clyde Drexler, we do this interview with Clyde Drexler on RIP City Radio 620, your home with the Portland Trailblazers, download it on the iHeartRadio Music app. You can also... You know, listen to Trailblazers Courtside with me, by the way, breaking news. Ding, 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 ding. Courtside Monday is no longer just on the Mondays that the Blazers do not play. Courtside Monday is now every single Monday, no matter what. If the Blazers are playing, it's going to be before the game. If the Blazers aren't playing, it's going to be at its normal time slot, six to seven. But Courtside Monday, a weekly show now on Rip City Radio featuring yours truly, Chris Burkhart. Bravo. Thank you. Back to my hate mail. I post this video for rip city radio on our youtube channel please go like share subscribe post it on our twitter the amount of people who still listen to clyde drexler give his side clear of the stuff. air why, why yeah. couldn't he clear the air why couldn't he say anything about demon good first off you know what he said about damian lillard keith he said some nice things records go, yeah, go are, records are made to be broken right i That's love it i love dame he's a great professional he's a respectful human being He's the type of guy that if he's going to break your record, you root for him to do it. And he talks about how he called Dame. He called Chauncey, how he congratulated him the minute it happened. The, the dude is private and focuses on his family, which is something, especially the two people on this podcast, I uh, can get behind, right?
0: Respect. Yep. Yeah. 100%. But then he Respect. goes out.
1: He goes out, Keith. I'm sorry that my hate mail is being long here. But he no, goes no, out good. and he talks about how basically how he wanted to stay in Portland. I wanted to stay right, there. My right. focus was on winning, but the team had already started to make moves to prove that that wasn't their main focus. And when that wasn't their focus, it just wasn't a spot for me anymore. And then he talked yeah. about how even post post time there in retirement, how he would love to have had a relationship with the team, but the team has never reached out. How the team right. has never wanted to have relations. And he and he was he towed the line without being rude, which I feel I I respected. But he oh, mentioned he did a great how. Job. A lot of people, the the Duckworths and the the Lucases and the Terry Porters, who ironically, 24 hours after Clyde dragging the Blazers through the coals, the Blazers announced that, oh, Terry Porters now are uh, ambassador, alumni ambassador, right? All of a sudden,
0: after all this time, yeah. Yeah.
1: But he did. He talked about how the, that that the the organization itself has just done a very very poor job of reaching out to its alumni, to its former players, saying, "Hey, there's a spot for you." He mentioned how in Dallas, like that, like uh, one one thing that players love about Mark Cuban is basically if you wore that uniform for a second, there's always a spot for you in Dallas. If you want to, mm. if you want to work for that team or be involved, there's a spot for you because he respects the time you put in. So the the way that he painted it was, you know, it, think about it this way, Keith. If you go to a bar and you see a, a girl you like and you go out there and you reach out to her, but she doesn't set, she doesn't reach out back. She's like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks.
0: You don't keep bugging her. You right? don't keep going at it. It's, yeah. It's you
1: don't keep bugging her. You don't keep going to, or you, or you turn into a creeper. Right. Right. But but is it, it? But but at that point, it's not. Cly- it's not your fault that she didn't want to have a relationship with you, right? right that she right. didn't want to give you the time of the day. It just wasn't. It just wasn't working. That's the same thing here. Like Clyde wanted to have a relationship with the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers just didn't want to have it back. Yeah. And it's not just Clyde. Think about all the Blazers in the pad. Like okay, people talk about Brandon Roy the team hasn't done a ton to reach out to him Mm -hmm. Rasheed Wallace the only time I've I've seen Rasheed Wallace at games as a fan not as an ambassador
0: or someone working for the team right sitting courtside kind of thing
1: I mean the only time you've seen a lot of former players is when they had you know the 50 year celebration and they brought in guys right And Terry Porter, all due respect, is the perfect blazer to come have be your alumni ambassador. Because Terry Porter, he's always been knocking at that door. Like, let me in in some capacity. I want to be a part of this organization. And so kudos to them for finally doing that. But the fact that it took so long when you had this guy right here for the last how long? Right. Yeah. Proves the point. Proves the point also real quick round this back to love you got to send a little love to clyde for the shade he threw when he goes you know (laughs) now you have jody allen i don't know how much she knows about basketball
0: and then right on to (laughs) his next sentence
1: long story short i don't understand how you can just continue to hate this guy for giving you a decade of his best basketball and bleeding and representing the pinwheel very very professionally during his time here uh things soured at the end but there is a reason to that thing souring and if he had his way i think he would be more involved but at this point i just think that ship has sailed it's been it's been so long and no one has reached out you basically said hey man here's my number call me
0: and then that person never called you it, it definitely was revealing the, the whole interview here. And, you know, shout out to our guy, Tim, on Busted Bucket. He had Adam Drexler on. And, and they also, like you're saying with Chad and Dwight and Clyde on Monday on Rip City Radio, Tim had a great conversation with Adam uh, about this kind of stuff on their pod. And then you actually brought Tim on as well. You brought him on to... He was on courtside. Yeah, 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 yeah. It. It's like you said earlier with the conversation, too, as far as what Clyde was saying to Dwight and Chad, the reason he left was because he could tell the team wasn't wasn't going wasn't aiming to be competitive like you're saying right and that's like it's basically the question we heard dame kind of bring up uh before all shea was out Dude,
1: and clyde's window was and clyde's window was closing he knew it he only played three
0: more years after after be, moving on to houston one one big difference so it's like oh sorry go ahead go ahead i'm not trying to cut you off
1: no i'm just saying so like he he wanted a championship he knew that was important to him and at that point when the team was deciding to kind of go another direction it just it just makes sense right i don't i can't blame
0: the guy but maybe that's the big difference too if we're comparing to to dame here is how important is the championship thing versus you know because I'm, I'm not saying it's not important Of obviously any athlete that gets to the nba level is going to be competitive and wants to win the championship but he's also had quotes in the past about more more being about the family and saying he's got what he needs he, he's he wants it to be you know he, he just might have different values the championship might not be as important right there, there there's a long road to go before we really need to be having that <laughs> oh, conversation, yeah hopefully no uh,
1: definitely for sure
0: all right uh let me get my hate mail in here real quick and it will be quick because really i have no hate right now i am my hate is gone. Like I said, I, I I vented all my hate. I screamed it at the at the Orlando Magic and at the refs and just into the abyss in the Rose Garden last night. Uh, and now I'm just filled with a void of sadness at how bad the Blazers have been playing. It has just been uh, it's been rough, man. It it was a bad road trip. We you and I talked last week with Rose. Shout out to Rose. Um, about the Clyde stuff, like we just said, uh, but also about this upcoming month of January. And we talked about this road trip that we just finished and how, hey, here's a chance for the Blazers to eat, I think is what, what I said about it. And the Blazers starved. They did not eat on this road trip. We went 0-3 uh, and then come home last night to face the Orlando Magic, what, what I think should have been a very easy game to take down. And we didn't even really look close, man. The closest we got, we tied it at half. 50 uh, 50, I think, and it's it didn't even really. It feels like they let off the gas as soon as they had a tie. It didn't seem competitive in the second half. It's just, man, it's it's. There's, it's been rough. It's been a rough stretch. There's been some good. I I've been pretty happy overall with how Nurk has looked in general, you know. And the, I I think also a, in, in the in the Toronto game, I saw the Blazers broadcast putting out some uh, graphics about the defensive metrics, and when kind of dug into those a little bit defensively we're not doing horrible the metrics look good but we have a completely stagnant stale offense it seems all of a sudden uh the bench is useless there is so much going wrong but we're getting a lot of dame has had a shooting slump he's shot i think uh over the last 10 games dame has had dames made less than three makes out of 10 attempts over the last 10 games on average uh, and that's buoyed by shooting 50 percent six of 12 10 games ago the rest have been even worse and that's com- you know we're comparing to everything before these last 10 earlier in the season he i think he was making about four and a half out of 11 attempts so it's considerably down uh, as far as a shooting slump for him i don't know if we want to dive into that what what has you most concerned chris Dame in a shooting slump uh the bench being useless a, a stagnant offense do we can you know it, what what is most concerning for you in that
1: uh right now the biggest concern for this team is that bench that bench mm. has been atrocious three points uh against toronto they only yeah. had 16. Uh, against the Magic as they continue to be the worst scoring bench in the NBA now this is twofold okay because I have two problems here I have problem with that bench production uh second secondly I have a major problem with Chauncey's usage of that bench and his approach to how he talks about the bench he said it again after last night's game oh I have to play my starters that long Oh, mm-hmm. we have a bunch of teenagers coming off the bench. Teenagers, couple, yeah. Couple cu- couple games before that. Oh, that's not what a bench. That's not what the bench is for. The starters are starters for a reason. The, I can't trust the bench in that situation. When asked so why, does you have he give them them more co- minutes, right? You have a coach who has been very vocal about his lack of trust in the bench unit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now the bench unit hasn't been good, but the only way for a guy like Shaden Sharp, who's old, who's biggest knock right now is the mental side of the game he's athletic he has a shot it's just about he he makes some mental errors the only the, the way to fix that and learn from those mistakes is to be put in those situations to make them right you just gotta get reps you have um, to get time yeah keon johnson played four minutes against the raptors you know how you know how many minutes keon johnson played last night against the magic dude he played two seconds oh my he God. was put in at the end uh, defensively on the last inbound for Orlando to try to get a steal
0: but he played 2 seconds to like the, the literally last play of the game
1: literally the last play of the game and so you're not trusting him you're you're not trusting Shaden Sharp as much you were early in the year Again, Jabari Walker has been up and down, but it's it's obviously he's taken Trendon's role at this point, but he only played seven minutes and 20 seconds. To me, it just doesn't make sense because if you're in the middle of this stretch, Keith, where you're taking these L's, which you're doing, the main reason you're taking these L's, and you can go through this the whole series, of these, what, four or five games, even this one against Orlando, is it gets down to the fourth quarter and your team is just dog-ass tired. You Mm, saw it on Ant's face last night. The dude was just tired. Mm. In Toronto, they were tired. Why? Jeremy Grant, 40 minutes. Anthony Simons, 42 minutes. Damian Lillard, uh, 38 minutes. All those guys played more than uh, Paulo Bencaro, who led the magic with 37. (laughs) Now again it's just you're running your starters into the ground because why oh because i don't trust my bench okay so running your starters into the ground but you're not winning like if you're running your starters into the ground but you're winning okay the formula is working but the formula is not working right now but you continue to do it so if you do turn it around and you do start to get wins cool but you're running into the almost this exact same freaking problem that you've seen with the blazers year in and year out and what happens how many times have you watched the playoffs come and damian lillard and the team just get tired right because there's so many miles on their legs throughout this year so at this point keith if the team as a whole is not playing well which they're not i would just give some extra minutes to the bench to at least let those starters Get some rest and not run them into the ground. So, you got Gary Payton back for the second game he's played with this team against Orlando. You might get N- Nasir Little back in the next week and a half, and you might get Justice Winslow back shortly thereafter. But it, cool, you didn't even <laughs> tread water, you drowned while they were gone, and now you get your other guys back healthy. But you got Dame, whose legs are just freaking beat. So it's just it's it's a fool's errand. You're 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 clawing and, and scratching for these wins and beating your team up and doing it, but you're not even getting the wins to show for it. So to me, Keith, I would be like, you know what? Rather than continue to go out there in my press conferences and tell my bench that I don't have faith in them, I would just show these guys, you know what? I got faith in you. Go out there and get it done. You know. But right now chauncey is playing his guys a couple of them you know 15 minutes a night eight minutes a night it's like oh we're just putting you there because we need a little bit of minutes but i really don't even trust you with the minutes i'm giving you right like it's just it's it's weird to me i i I don't like it i wish he would trust his bench a little more because to me if you trust your bench you show them that that you trust them and they go out there and make mistakes but you aren't verbalizing that you don't trust them all the time they're going to start trusting themselves And if you start trusting them and they build that trust in their self, they build that confidence, they start playing better because of it.
0: We'll get into the role of billups in all of this in just a moment. But first let's talk about the role of bills with an ad read. Listeners, we are in the thick of the NBA season and there are so many variables right now. Can Dame stay healthy enough to lead the team or are we going to have to rely more on Jeremy? Will the Blazers make a move before the deadline or are we going to wait for the offseason? Can we make the playoffs straight up or are we going to get stuck in the play-in tournament in the middle of this stacked Western Conference? One thing's for sure, I know when I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's not even the only promotion they have with DraftKings, but let me say this again so you're totally clear. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN for the Basketball Podcast Network. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do win that's code tbpn only at DraftKings sportsbook minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details you know i i kind of want to be mad at you because i i tried to give you the 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 stagnant offense the bench or dame shooting slump what's the biggest concern and you went off the board with billups but thing is chris blaming billups versus uh the player's fault is kind of where we're going next anyway so really you're you're just in my head and and i appreciate that uh (laughs) you're you're 100 right and i completely agree it's it's weird what he's doing with the minutes. It's weird how he's not choosing to play these guys, and then being, like you said, so vocal about it. Multiple games where he's calling them. It's it's part throwing him under the bus, and it's part calling him out. Maybe, but if if it's if you want it to be about calling out the bench players to do better, you have to give them the opportunity to do better. like they're just they're not getting those the the time. Keon Johnson playing two seconds and four minutes. Neither of those is enough for him to get it done. It's and you know in addition to that. Like the options I did did bring up the stagnant offense from the starters because it's not just the bench players the starters have just been just garbage uh, on offensively Dame in the shooting slump as well like I mentioned uh, giving you guys giving you those numbers giving the listeners those numbers this is all related like you're saying if if you're not playing the bench these guys are getting exhausted especially when we've played so many road games recently we only had like two home games I think or something like that in the last month of basketball essentially before this one last night I guess that makes it three now uh, but 24 road games in already as we're as we're 40 games into the season here. And yeah, you know, if you're only playing essentially what a five or six man rotation instead of the eight or nine deep as you'd expect to go for most of the regular season on most teams, the dudes are going to be gassed. And yeah, if, if there is a time where you can afford to lean heavily on the starters, it should be in the postseason. But again, like you pointed out, you can't do that if they if they can't if they don't have the energy or the fuel to get us there. Well,
1: I think that I think that reared its its head last night in the first quarter. the the, the Blazers looked like the team that was on the second night of a back to back. Right.
0: Yeah. Orlando coming in here after playing in Sacramento, right, the night before, and yeah, and getting just, destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, like I was saying, I, I think the first quarter ended thirty three to twenty. Is that right? Yeah. It, it did not look good for us, and then we come back and we tie it 50-50 at half. So you are like, all right, cool. You know, the, they 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 woke up a little bit there. They dusted off the cobwebs. They're home now, and the second half it just. They came out flatter than they finished the first. It just, I, I, it's yeah, mind-boggling. It's, 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 I don't know what it yeah. is,
1: and I do, I do think there is something to be said here. As much as we can, we can question some stuff. And the uh, the fans have started to talk about it in the Discord is, uh, I think you're starting to see. Uh, there's definitely a little more value in like Justice Winslow to this team mm. than I think people thought, right. uh, myself included. I think Nasir Little is 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 definitely missed because although he can be up and down and you don't know exactly what you have with him because of his injuries, he is an offensive punch off the bench, right? Um, and just the and size. that's what they're sorely missing right now too. Yeah. yeah, and the size and the versatility. So yeah, those injuries uh, will hamper you. I think Gary Payton's going to make a difference. Um, he's not a scorer, right? But the the second unit not only are they not scoring they're not stopping a lot of guys so if you can get (laughs) gary payton in there and shore up some defensive holes in that second unit and that that rotation you know then you don't have to worry about how much the bench is scoring as much if they're playing better defensively Um, so there's a lot to it um, but the job is to analyze what's in front of you whether it's fully healthy or not and what's in front of us the last you know two weeks is not has not been great so they got to find a way to write that ship they got to find a way to play better they got to find a way to play with more energy i'm waiting for it. i think damian low going to have a game in the next week or two where he drops 50 because he looks like he's about ready uh, to <laughs> pull the pin on the on the grenade and just totally. go off i also think keith uh and I, i'm gonna probably jump in ahead again because that's what i do get out, H- out of my had head they not had they not had the hot start to the regular season right right um then maybe you wouldn't be as down on this, because right now, I mean, playing, you know, they're what, just what two games below 500 now? It's not far off from what we thought they'd be. But 500 ball, yeah. I think, is a lot. A lot, a lot of people kind of had that. Matt, I think I pegged them for like a 43 win, so one that'd have been one above, uh, or two above, whatever the hell you know math (laughs) go chris yeah but i i had them at like 43 wins but like you know they're on pace for you know 40 ish um so it's like it's what a lot of people had them at so it's it's a You know, to
0: quote uh, Danny Green, it's like they are who we thought they were. <laughs> yeah, and you're you're not wrong. It's it's very much, I guess, recency bias. Uh, we Blazers started the season ten four, very hot start. We've been nine and seventeen since that hot start. It's not even gradual, is the thing. Like if we'd gone ten and four, and then we're even closer to fifty fifty across here, we'd be in a great position. I, I think if we'd gone instead of nine and seventeen on that last stretch, if we'd gone thirteen to thirteen kind of thing, it's. It would, be, it would be such a different mark for the team overall, and I think, yeah, just that the fans would not be nearly as down. So what, what changed and when, in your mind? What, what led to that hot start and such a drastic difference in, in this last uh, 26 games?
1: Hot start was a lot, I mean. A, the team was largely healthy, and B, it was fresh legs. It was a new season, and you know, he also caught some guys off their game. He caught Phoenix, uh, who stumbled out of the gate, right? And uh, so you just got some teams just a little bit off guard. Now you hit the road, and you don't have the practice time that you did going into the first few weeks of the season, because you know you had camp, and you're running through everything, and people grossly underestimate the amount of time these teams actually have to practice right during the regular season um and then you had the injuries and you have makeshift uh, lineups you have coach billups trying to balance things and again you get you get dame out and you got gp come back in so there's just so many moving parts um that factor into it keith so i don't know if you can really put an answer to it outside of the obvious and i think that these injuries have played a little bit of a, a bigger role than i think anyone wants to lead on because you are basically missing when you're missing winslow and you're missing gpa and you're missing uh nasir little those names might not uh jump off the board to you at first right but in terms of your rotation right you're missing the guys going into the season that were your one two three off the bench right so we're you're, talking about like, this. You're,
0: we're talking about Chauncey not trusting the bench here, and that could be a factor of yeah. it too. Is that he's basically having yeah. to rely on his backup, backup bench players.
1: Yeah, which is true. Like, I and I, I, like I can understand him not trusting those guys. I oh, just, and I'm not excusing uh, as I've already said. Like, I just don't understand. I don't. I don't agree with the right. the vocalizing of it to the media. Like, I, I, to me, even if I didn't trust him, dude, tell him I trust him. Build that trust Do up so that yeah. they don't. Because if, if, if I told you every single episode, Keith, that I don't trust you to host, and I don't I don't think you're good at it, and hey, when we get to love hugs and hate mail, uh, that's why you brought me on, because I'm a professional journalist. So trust me to do it, because I don't really <laughs> trust you to lead the segment. Like At some point, you're going to hate working with me, and you're probably going to start to question yourself, right? If the person you're working with is constantly saying they don't trust you or question your ability to perform the task that you're asked... Whether they're right or wrong, you're going to start questioning your own ability to perform in those situations. It
0: gets in your head. So it's just not—it's
1: just not fair to those bench players, in my opinion. Quick side note. Uh, So I think that
0: yeah, I think that plays into it too. Quick side note. Does this mean that I'm going to start getting compliments? I like the sound of this. Is this where this is going? Hey. No. Too hopeful. Okay. Uh, I I gave you an inch. Don't take a
1: mile. I just don't know if there's an actual like answer, a definitive answer to hey, this is this is where the domino tipped and that's why right. it's here. I, I think a lot of it again is just this is this is the team that thought a lot of people thought they would be. The heart start got a lot of people to move the goalposts, which was stupidity. Uh,
0: you shouldn't move your goalpost. This, this, is, this is kind of what the NBA does, too. This is what a lot of the, the media and the ESPN machine is all, all built for. You know, the idea of, like, oh, Blazers are, you know, they're, they're at the top of the West now. After if the playoffs started today, they'd be the number one seed. And, yeah, it's, it's not realistic. But this is also why we uh, yeah. go into all these predictions and kind of the uh, expectations thing. Like, we talked about before the season even started. Like, we want to know, like, where do you think this team will be after? To December and like you're saying, this this is very much what we expected. And we've done this while having more than half of our road games already, while having so many uh, injuries to the role players as well as some of the key players earlier in the season to deal with, and while having uh, you know kind of the the bench not getting leaned on in a balanced way, so the the starters are getting gassed. You go through all that, and we're still right about where we expected the team to be. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not that bad. It's not bad. It's not bad, but it's the what is bad.
1: Is the way these losses have started yes, to happen because they're all are. happening? They're all happening right now the exact same way, and that is turnovers. The Blazer team just in. getting gassed. Yeah. Turnovers, mental errors, Stagged and shooting. that's why I'm big on not playing these guys 40 minutes a night, 42 minutes a night, like they played, because fatigue is not just fatigue, how we think of it in oh they're too tired to run up and down their legs are giving out that's why they're losing some loft on their shot no it's like, mental no fatigue burnout is all, yeah fatigue is also mental fatigue yeah, right yeah so that leads to shot clock violations that leads to five second inbounds violations like you <laughs> saw with josh hart a couple of weeks ago that leads to the play last night where Jeremy Grant missed an absolutely wide open Damian Lillard on the wing in that last sequence of threes that didn't fall. Right, so these little mental lapses that continue to happen. The Blazers had a shot clock violation out of nowhere last night too. It's just like so. So these mental things pile up as well. So that's why I'm a, rest him because the brain is part of that rest. The, the, the brain is part of that fatigue. It's unfortunate. I mean, it's easy to look at. Oh, we have Damian Lillard. Yeah, you do have Damian Lillard, but you have you have Ant who has not been great this year i don't i don't care what you say uh i'll call him penny to be nice but he's been average (laughs) right he hasn't been the star two guard that you thought when you backed up the brinks truck right right you have josh hart who is unfortunately for him playing out of position he needs to He he's definitely more of a two than a three you have a bench that was low on depth to begin with. And as soon as injuries happened, proved <laughs> yeah. that that the overall lack of depth in that bench, you have Yusuf Nurkic, who over the last week or two has started to find that consistency,
0: which is great. He's looking better. But last up to advice. that
1: point up to this point, has been very, very up and down. Mm. So you, you, you can see the holes in the roster. They're all there. You knew those were the, the problems with the roster going in, right? Because right. the biggest question, what was what was one of the biggest questions that people would ask us, Keith, or you would ask me, or the fans would ask us on the Discord, prior to the season, it was, how can Ant and Dame coexist next to each other? Can Ant play next to Dame? Can he be that guy? And right now you're seeing, yes, he can on occasion
0: on like, occasion and maybe like, not always next like, game he can do it on his own but like, combo like thing here's is the deal question. like yeah
1: like, like like last night you played anthony simons 42 minutes almost 43 he had 15 points Oof, like if you playing your guy that should be your second leading scorer your go-to guard 42 minutes you would think that he'd have more than 15 points right you sure would. you think so. he'd find a way uh, find a way to get going so, and I'm not dogging him because I also think, to be fair to Ant, I think they, I don't think they're using him properly all the time. I think they're trying too much to let him be a shot creator and a runner of the second unit. And I'm sorry, Ant, Ant is a is a average to below average shot creator. He's not good in that respect. Yeah. Right. He tries to do the little Damian Lillard step back three to create space, but he doesn't have the same quick step back and quick release that Dame does. So it doesn't create the space that Dame gets. He tries to drive and do the little pull-ups that, Day- that, that CJ McCollum would do, but he is nowhere near CJ McCollum when it comes to actually creating your own shot in the mid range. CJ McCollum is elite. Ant doesn't have it at all. Ant's two strong suits are catch and shoot and then putting the ball on the ground and attacking the rim. And that's different than shot creation. That's attacking, right? Right, right. But then they use him in situations where, okay, we're going to make you a primary facilitator and we're going to make you create your own shots. Two things he's not really great at. Like we were talking about it in the Discord. Like people were saying, is he a, he reminds me of a Jordan Poole. He's no, no, Jordan Poole is completely on a different level than Ant because Jordan Poole is a shot creator who handles, can create yeah, his creation. own shot and just yeah. go go nuts like like Ant needs to be used in this in this offense He needs to be used very, very similarly to how Klay Thompson has been used in Golden State. Everyone remembers Klay Thompson having, what, that 60-point game, I think it was, where he dribbled the ball three times or some (laughs) absurd number because every single shot was a catch-and-shoot shot, which is his absolute bread and butter. And can Ant become a better shot creator? Absolutely. Can he become a better distributor? Absolutely. But if you had to look at Ant and say, what is his bread and butter? You saw it last year. It's catch and shoot offense. So put him in positions where he is getting as many exclusive catch and shoot opportunities as possible. Instead, you see the ball in his hand a lot right now (laughs) doing, doing the the three letter word that might as well be a four letter word. If you're a Portland trailblazer fan. And that is the word ISO. ISO.
0: Yep. At last night in the game, man, when he, the, the, I, I don't remember what play it was, but yeah, at the end, he went ISO at one point, and I, I was screaming, just like, move, everyone else, move. Like, do a pick and roll, do something. They, like, I saw uh, who was talking about Nate Jones, I think, maybe me mentioned how, like, we've completely gone away from the pick and roll. Uh, and yes, you, you, you've got ba- Damien Lewis, Brendan Butter, one of the best pick and roll guards in the NBA. <laughs> Like we said earlier, we have reached the 40-game mark. We are 19-21, and 21, essentially halfway through the season. One game shy of being halfway through the season. It's time to discuss the next 10, which is essentially also the rest of January. Chris, like we talked about last week with Rose, in general, January was supposed to be a month that would be a time for the Blazers to, to eat and kind of buff, uh, buffer up that that record a little bit. Has not been off to a great start, and we're about to go into the toughest part of the month. We've got Cleveland on Thursday, a back-to-back home with Dallas Mavericks. And then the one road game left in the month uh, at Denver Nuggets. Then we finished out next week against Philly. Those are the tough five. Then we have five easier ones against Lakers, Spurs, Jazz, Raptors, and Hawks. And I say easier, let's just say theoretically easier. Uh, easier on paper because, you know, again, I, I nothing is uh, nothing is reliable right now for the team. But how are you feeling about those next ten? This this uh this stretch of five against actual legit competitive opponents from from the East mostly plus Dallas and Denver, um and then an easier stretch to finish out the month. What do you think if we're tw- if we're nineteen and twenty one right now after forty? What do you think we are after fifty? To to quote, Silent Bob, I got nothing. <laughs> I got you just nothing can't tell at this point.
1: I can't I can't get a read on this team right now. Right. Yeah. Because we were. I, I I uh Chad asked me this prior to January starting kind of what we thought we we're like 15 games in January. I'm like, yeah, I think I see win, 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 loss, win. I was like, I had them at about nine to 10 wins through the month of January. That's what I was saying too. Yeah. That's kind of out the window right now. Yeah. So now <laughs> I look at this, this stretch, like if the blazers are playing how I think they can play fully healthy and how I think that's where things start to get frustrating because you know, you know how they should be playing right now. I think you're getting, maybe you're getting a little bit of headbutting between a coach who has a style he wants versus understanding what his team is good at playing and, to and, their strengths. and i get that I, I, and that's not necessarily a chauncey thing i think that would have been anybody you hired sure, in that sure. situation because you have you you have a way um you want things to be done
0: and but you still gotta play with happen. what you have you gotta play with the guys you have yeah. yeah
1: so if you ask me if the blazers are playing how i think they can at their peak then over their next 10 games i'm like okay that's that's easy five five six wins maybe seven the, like there's some good teams but there are a lot of winnable games in there i'm looking at them like okay cleveland that's probably a loss even if portland's playing great because cleveland's phenomenal right now also but real dallas quick is, shout, huh? shout
0: out uh, shout out to ricky rubio he's targeting uh the game against us uh, thursday, thursday to come back after the acl return, return. Return, right? yeah. B- yeah big big return for ricky
1: yeah uh but and then you're looking at dallas i'm like okay they're dysfunctional up and down those are winnable denver probably not philly yeah Probably not. Uh, LA, toss up. San Antonio, Utah. Yep. Toronto should Ugh. be beatable. Atlanta. Yep. So, like, you look at the games and you're like, okay, yeah, it's a nice little stretch. Maybe pick some games up. But right now, with the way they're playing, it's, it's tough, like I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this, Keith, with the way this team's playing right now. I'm like, Cleveland, L. L. Two games against Dallas. You're going to be lucky if you split them. Dallas Denver, already had our number L. all season, man. Like, exactly. I have no it's, confidence. It's the Luca factor, dude. Yeah. And then. Denver, L. Philly, L. Los Angeles, who's playing better, L. San Antonio? San Antonio? Oh, sweet. Bad team. Bounce back game. Oh. Wait a minute. Remember that game against Orlando that should have been an easy win? Oh, San Antonio's not so easy anymore. Utah's right. not so easy anymore. Oh, Toronto, sweet bounce back game. Oh. And they just crushed yeah, us. Yeah, remember that game in Toronto where yeah, like they just crushed us. Atlanta, they're dysfunctional. We'll see. So the thing is with the way they're playing, with the way they're playing, you're like, "Okay, so what? 3 and 7?" Like maybe they, maybe they grab a few. So that's the tough part and the frustrating part because you can't get the read on this team. You know that they should be good enough to go through any 10, 10 game stretch and at least win five of them, right? But you can't even say that with confidence at this point. So where they go? I don't know. So I can't put a firm, firm guess on this next 10. But I'll say this, with the way they're playing right now, if they don't fix it, they're going to be lucky to win three or four of those next 10. Yeah, dude. <laughs> With the way they're playing right now. Just so Blazer fan doesn't roast, roast me, I really hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I really hope <laughs> they find a way quickly to fix this and, and get a little bit of life back. Right now, this team's best hope, Keith, is to find ways to win a couple of these games here and there. If you if you drop some of these, you drop it. But if they can... If, if, they need to make sure they stay as close to 500 as possible until Valentine's Day and limp into the all-star break, which might be the most needed all-star break this team (laughs) has had in recent memory. Because this, this stretch, honestly, like this stretch of 10 games with the way this team's playing right now, this could be a make or break stretch it could be the difference between okay we're hitting we're hitting that trade deadline as full-on buyers or we're hitting that trade deadline as sellers or we're going into tank mode and we're just okay let's throw our chips in the Wembenyama sweepstakes even oh, though we're God. you know we don't have a good chance like uh, it's not a good stretch right now again The frustrating part is it's all based on the way they're playing because that's why every Blazer fan is frustrated right now because like you know that they should be and could be better. You could talk about the bench depth and all this all you want. Absolutely you can but when you have your full complement of starters healthy and ready to go and
0: GP2 playing you have no business. (laughs) <laughs> losing to the Orlando Magic. It is crazy how much difference a week makes here. Like the whole idea that January was a time for us to to feast and really get up there was kind of predicated on on this on those starting five being kind of an easy stretch and yeah, now now being so in the hole already this month. We're two games below 500 right now. If we finish January like five below 500, I'm I'm with you. I think that is alarm bells start to sound as far as what that means for uh not just the rest of the season, but but you know, kind of what does this team do for for the shaping going forward? How do we hold on to guys like Jeremy Grant? How do you get him to extend if if the if everything starts to fall apart, right? When we're having those conversations, what do you do with uh, our pieces like Josh Hart? We've talked about we'd love to have him stick around here, but you can't hang on to him with his contract status, with needing to need to get everything renegotiated with him if he's going to stay here. Yeah. If we're looking like sh-. so, yeah. It's- yeah. Now, here you go. I mean, just
1: put things in context here so since the last month basically uh going back to um december 14th which was the end of their three game win streak where they picked up two against minnesota who at the time wasn't very good who's now since rebounded a little bit in that time keith they played 13 games. they've won four of them (laughs) those four wins have come against the spurs the rockets oh man the hornets and the pistons (laughs) which if you don't know are the four worst teams in the nba right now the two worst in the west and the two worst in the east and regardless of record the four worst teams in the nba basically portland is just struggling to be any team now they got the two wins over minnesota that that's cool uh they got a win over indiana but prior to that and indiana right now is 23 and 18 so you have to go back to december 4th for the Hmm. last time that the blazers beat a team that is currently over Over 500 500. yeah dude that's oh
0: it's so bad that's frustrating i mean as much of as much as all that is doom and gloom though we're 13 and 13 against the conference it's not world beating but it's 500 we're 9 and 7 at home that like you know, and here we are talking about home games coming up. I get that there are gonna be some tough ones, but nine and seven at home isn't bad. Even the you mentioned the here road record. There comes. Those rose-colored glasses spin. That's oh. why I like you fans. You always find the positive, man. All I'm hey, saying no, I is not like, all hey, negative. Hey, hey. There's, there's a lot of bad out there, but man, it's like I, I'm, I'm not look. I'm not hanging my hat on saying, hey, look, we're we're nine and seven at home. We'll be okay, guys. But it, it's it, there's a lot of there's some gray clouds going on right now. It's not doom yet. I, I I'm with you that January could go really bad. I don't even see it going well. It's it's hard to be positive, but man, it's just the the
1: the the positive here, Keith. The there if you want to find a positive, there is a positive. Absolutely, there is a positive. The Blazers have struggled over the last about two weeks, at, especially like I guess, you know, their last 14, 13 games, right? Where I said yep. they've won four over their last 13. They've struggled. That's a fact. Okay. If you want to find a positive, the positive is. That they got a game against the maver or two games against the Mavericks, right? Or this weekend, which are huge because you win those games and everything flips back into a better spot because the Mavericks are currently fourth in the Western Conference. The Blazers are eleventh. There's only a three-game gap between Dallas and Portland, right? So if you want to find your positive, right, that's your positive. It's that you have you have had a free fall here. And that's unfortunate, but you are still only three games out of being a top four seed in the Western Conference. Are they playing like a top four seed right now? No. Do they deserve to be a top four seed? No. But the West is still very, very (laughs) wide open.
0: Yeah, it, to, to think there's three games separating fourth from 11th is certainly a, a a packed West, man. So there it is. That's what to hang on to, Blazers fans. Man, I am tongue-tied. This is not working out well for me. But hopefully it does work out better for the Blazers the rest of this month. Hey, there's, there's possibilities here, Chris. It's, uh, I, I, yeah, I guess maybe that's it. Let's just really cross our fingers that Luca doesn't get the support that he's gotten the what last, previous two times we've played Dallas we've played them twice so far this season yeah that's right and Lu and Luca does Luca thing Luca so. does yeah that that he does indeed maybe maybe another place to find some optimism here you mentioned the practice earlier we've had so many of these road games especially over the last month that there's just no not been any time for Chauncey to work on improving. Some of the bad habits, or maybe time for him to find a little more trust in the team. And so now that we've got a bit more of a home-heavy schedule here, with Denver being the only road game across these next uh, these next ten for the rest of January, you get more practice. You get Nas and Winslow returning healthy. You get Grant, uh, Gary Payton to playing more games instead of just the two that we've seen him play so far. So you know that'll help us pull this out of a tailspin, I guess. But. That's also all I've got for the week here, and so I'm going to go rest my vocal cords so I can maybe stop having the voice cracking by the next podcast. Listeners, if you would like to save your vocal cords as well, what you should do is come and join us on the Discord. You can do all of your fan interactions through typing there with uh, our podcast, several other podcasts, you know... I'll, I'll i'll edit this in later i'm just I'm losing it right now keith is
1: str- keith is struggling fans so you know what if you want to get involved with the Trailcasters <laughs> and any other podcast, like the busted bucket or the super biased unbiased trailblazers podcast join our discord link will be in the description when we tweet this bad boy out the Discord's where it's at, baby, because that's where all the crazies come to have fun together. And when we're all crazy, no one's crazy. So come join the Discord. Hey. Follow us on Twitter. Well, don't follow Keith. He's not worth no, it. You don't want, you politics. Don't want the politics. So make sure you follow the Trailcasters. Make sure you follow me at Chris J. Burkhart. Make sure you listen to Courtside, now coming at you every Monday on Rip City Radio, available on the iHeartRadio music app. And before we go, friends, we do have one last shout-out. It should have been our love, but it's not just our love. It's all of Rip City's love shout out to friend of the show the queen of rip city the one the only brook olsen Dam on becoming oh. oregon sportscaster of the year that was dropped just the other day so huge shout out again
0: that's in right the bio, follow us on discord rip city you're awesome love it see we should just have you do those reads every week man that was beautiful i like you should be doing a discord discord read every uh episode hey point <laughs> proven see improv is my strength baby all right well all, hey off the cuff give it give, give me your improv closing you know it well enough by now i'm sure
1: <laughs> in closing your loyal listener uh <laughs> something 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 <laughs> okay okay in closing Thanks, your honorable th- listener, thank you but... odar for these fat beats and uh go trail casters
0: there you go <laughs> in closing your honorable listeners that's it that's our show Thank you, Chris Burkhart. Thank you, Odar, for these fat beats. And thank you, listeners, all of you for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Rip City Basketball, and our latest episode. We hope you come and join us on Discord. And thank you again, and please come back next week for the next edition of The Trailcasters.